Yeah, you're listening to WBAI New York 99.5 FM. It is now 8 p.m. exactly, and it is July the 22nd, 2009, and this is the personal computer shoe. And good evening, this is Joe King, here in the studio with me tonight is Hank Key, our, my co-host, and from the Skybox, high above downtown Percocet, PA, the dulcet and dancing melodies of Dr. Alfred Poor. Good evening, Alfred. Good evening, gentlemen. We're going to have an interesting show tonight. We have a special guest coming to us from deep in the heart of Venezuela, Dr. Richard Stillman. That is opposed to the... That is, who, who is the... Founder and head of the Free Software Foundation. And he is in the forefront of GNU. And, yes, they are the people who did GNU. You know, a lot of people say they use Linux, but really they're using GNU and a Linux kernel. We, we are not going to talk about that tonight, though. We're going to talk about literature. Richard, are you there? Stevie, is our get, is Richard, are you there? Do you sure, hear he's me? There. I R- hear you. Good. There we go. Here we go. Uh, Hank, Richard has been talking about some of the difficulties uh, with, with the, the, not with the Kindle as such, but with things that the Kindle causes in essence. Richard, why don't you tell us a little bit about your position on the Kindle? Well, the reason I condemn the Amazon swindle, which is the only name I'm willing to call it, is that it's an attempt to take away the traditional freedoms of readers of books. Traditionally, we are free to do things such as borrow a book from the public library, lend it to a friend, uh, sell it to a used bookstore, buy it anonymously by paying cash, which is the way I normally will buy a book, and to keep the book for as long as we like, and then read it as many times as we like, and we can even pass it on to our heirs, who can then read it and keep it and do all those other things with it. Uh, The swindle implements DRM, Digital Restrictions Management, that is the malicious feature of refusing to let you do things. It's designed to, to restrict the user. Specifically, I'm not talking about bugs now. I'm talking about intentionally programmed restrictions. And DRM in general is an attack on the user, and you should never accept any product with DRM unless you have the means to break the DRM, unless you personally have access to those means. Well, wait wait a minute, Richard. Stop. You're not really suggesting that people should violate the Digital Millennium Copyright Act by breaking DRM, are you? Of course. Uh, Of course I am. Unjust laws don't deserve to be obeyed. The the DMCA, at least that part of the DMCA, is clearly unjust. It just shows the power of the copyright megacorporations over the U.S. Congress. I don't believe that laws that, that... just because corporations pay money to Congress to get a law changes what's right or wrong. Well, let me ask you, has this been constitutionally tested? I don't know. Not that I ever heard of. But uh, I'm not an expert on that. I, I couldn't tell you if there's any reason to expect 
the Supreme Court to reject the DMCA. Well, they don't seem to have been very inclined to be to, to be to uh, apply strict limits to copyright laws in other area and other questions. So I would, if I had to guess, I would guess that they wouldn't care. But I really don't know. Let me ask: Is there anything about? Let, let's skip the phrase Kindle as such and, and just talk about an ebook reader. Is there anything about the ebook reader concept uh, that you're in favor of? Well, I wouldn't mind an ebook reader if it didn't impose digital restrictions management. All right. Because the DRM is what attacks our freedom. Exactly. Just to read a book on a screen isn't necessarily bad. The, but if that's accompanied by DRM, it means we'll be a lot worse off. I mean, right now, if you visit your friend's house, you'll see a shelf of books, and you can look at them, and you could ask, could I borrow this one? But that'll be impossible if your friend's books are inside of a, an e-book reader with DRM. Unless he's willing to give you his book reader. His whole library he could lend you. But that's a problem with Congress and not the product, though. Well, it's a problem with both. And just because there's a, an unjust law that makes a certain thing legally possible, that doesn't mean that those who do it are excused of all blame for what they're doing. Amazon is totally responsible for what it's doing, and the U.S. Congress is responsible for the DMCA. There's a line of reasoning which says if... What a company is doing is lawful. You can't blame it at all. I reject that line of political thinking completely. Uh, I know that you're uh, out of the country right now. You're down in Venezuela. But some news came out uh, yesterday about Barnes & Noble entering the ebook fray with a, a, a very large, much larger library even than Amazon. But a great part of their library will be coming from the Google Library of Public Domain Books. And it will be not locked down to a single mechanical reader, but will be in a, uh, a more open format, I think the PDF format, but I'm not sure about that. Well, if they're really just PDFs and not PDFs encapsulated in DRM, I have nothing against that. I don't mind reading PDF files. There's free software to read PDF files. Uh, the secondary consequence of DRM is that uh, the only software you can use to do the job that's, uh, well, that's not censored is proprietary software, and proprietary software is an injustice itself. But if these are really unencrypted PDFs that you can read with free software and read on any sort of computer, I don't have any criticism of that. Does Adobe, if your friend has one of those and you say, can I borrow it, he'll just make you a copy. To the best of your knowledge, does the Adobe eBook Reader uh, have DRM built into it? I don't know. Hank, do you uh, happen to I would ask? expect it does because I think actually, isn't that uh, what occasioned the arrest of Dmitry Sklyarov, the Russian uh, computer scientist when he visited the U.S. to give a talk at a conference? I, I don't I recall. It was I do recall his arrest, but I don't recall what occasioned it. It was Adobe that had him arrested. And then Adobe turned around and said, oh, we don't didn't mean for him to be arrested, but they didn't pay his defense costs. You know, yeah. if you spilled soup on somebody's jacket, 
and you said, oh, I didn't mean to do that, the next thing to do would be to make up for the harm you did. But Adobe didn't really want him to be freed. They just wanted to pretend they weren't to blame. Well, uh, what about uh, the use of this unit outside the United States because there are no such DRM laws? Uh, well, uh, if somebody managed to break the DRM, whether no, 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 it, no, no, it's not, not, outside the U.S., that, that would go a long way to solving the problem if people dare to use the, uh, the free software that could then give them full, unrestricted access to their own files. Is, uh, uh, Richard, is this your position or is this the official position of the Free Software Foundation? The Free Software Foundation is against DRM because DRM mandates the use of non-free software. Non-free software already tramples your freedom. Uh, users deserve the con to have control of their computing. It, it, and users deserve it, to be free to share the software they use, and that means it's got to be free software. It's interesting because this is a slight takeoff beyond that, but I'm sure it's something that concerns you as well. Uh, I uh, listen to a great many audio books. That's one of the pleasures I have in life. And if I take an audio book, if I download an, an audio book from the library, it comes down in a format with DRM on it that precludes my using it on my iPod. I have to use it on a Windows-based listening machine. Well, this is an example of the injustice of DRM. In order These to find a way around that, I had to go over to Germany, where a lovely company named Audios has come up with a program called TuneBite, which they claim does not violate the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, but it's an, it's an extra two or three steps for me to listen to the book. Well, you know, I'm concerned with things that are more than just a couple of extra steps. There's more at stake here. Uh, I suspect that that program is proprietary software from the way you described it. Unfortunately, it, it is. Well, that's not a solution. It doesn't enable people to live in freedom. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, we had a protest outside the Boston Public Library because they are distributing files with DRM. They shouldn't do that. They should stop. The reason that this happens is because a company set out to make, to, to use the public libraries, to turn them basically into its outlets. And the, out, the libraries went along with it. If they all said no, then they would end up distributing it without DRM. But because a lot of them said yes, essentially they they lay down and but didn't that also their have some, Richard, didn't that they, also have something to do with the publishers who said they wanted some sort of control before they would the allow publishers would probably give in. After all, the publishers sell lots of paper books that don't have DRM. And uh, if a library said, we'll take the audio books on CDs, and that's it, uh, they'd probably be available. I suppose probably some are available in that way. Well, Richard, uh, let me see if I can uh, uh, wrap this up and just ask a question, a very simple question, but probably very complex is, how can we go about changing the law? Well, the first step is we have to build public disgust and denunciation for DRM, which means don't look at it in terms of 
how many steps do I have to go through to listen? And instead say, this was designed to attack my freedom, and I won't stand for it. I won't judge it purely in the shortest possible term. But instead I'll say, this is a trend, a, a systematic way of attacking my freedom, and it's going to get worse if I don't fight it. And then visit defectivebydesign.org and sign up and participate in our protests. And you, you have and a... never use... Uh, Richard, you, you, you do have a protest going right now uh, that you're organizing, and, and do you have a website that people can go to to find out about this? It's defectivebydesign.org. Can you uh, spell that out? D-E-F-E-C-T-I-V-E. -E oh, defective. D-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N. Dot org. Do I win the spelling bee now? You you do, and I, I hope that uh, uh, Michael is listening because he will post that on our website as soon as he gets a chance. By the way, I apologize for asking for the spelling bee because sometimes it's difficult uh, to hear it uh, over the air. That's why. Yeah, it's surprisingly hard to spell it vocally, although to type it, of course, is totally easy. Well, the thing is we're going to put it on our website and direct people to it for those who have questions on it. Well, thank you very much for, for, for bringing us up to date on the, uh, on the uh, DRM situation. Uh, you, you did not use the phrase digital rights management when you referred to DRM. You used a different phrase. Of course, phrase. because, well, you see, from the point of view of the people trying to impose it on, it, on us, they call it digital rights management. From our point of view, these are restrictions. So... You choose one term or the other, and you choose your side. Right. We've been calling it here on the air digitally restricted media, DRM. That's a good term, too. But uh, we'll take yours as well. Thank you very much for joining us, Richard Solman, of the, of the uh, free, free Software Foundation. Why do I have trouble saying Free Software Foundation? Because I don't get much free software. That's why. And, Richard, please join us again one day soon. I'll be happy we'll, to. We'll talk about this again. Have a pleasant trip back from Venezuela. Thank you for joining us. Good night. Thank you. Feel free to give us a call or follow-up or to send us email at pcradio at pcradioshow.org. Remind us that you are on the air, and we'll try and answer more, more quickly. For the rest Thank of you. you, if you write in to us, gold card members get answers first. Everybody gets an answer eventually. This is Joe King. I want to thank you all for listening. Hank Key and Alfred Poor will be joining Stevie and me again next week, I think. And until then, we'll be hearing various noises coming out from Stevie's board. Mm-hmm. And that effectively concludes the personal computer show here at WBAI New York 99.5, also streaming on the web at WBAI.org. And pick up the stream at the PCRadioShow.org. All right, have a good evening out there in Redidio Land, like Joe said. And listen to this.
Head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.